everyone and welcome to the Information Entropy Podcast, where we try and take some science, squish it into an hour-long show, hopefully making it less confusing than it was at the beginning. In today's episode, the final episode of the year, we are wishing you all a very happy holidays, no matter what it is, if anything, that you celebrate. But on this show, we'll be exploring the science of Santa. How might he really be getting those presents to everyone on Christmas Day? Well, today we'll find out. <laughs> I know um, him. You can follow us on any social media that we may or may not use. I suggest Instagram at Information Entry Pod. I'm Tom Jenks. Join us as usual. I'm Mitchell Gatting. How are you, mate? Yeah, if you didn't mind my screaming at the start, yeah, I was, I'm doing doing well, doing well. <laughs> energy levels high today. High, the highest of high energy levels. Yes. Good. 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 Um, yeah, no, How I'm doing, have you doing been? Well. Doing well. I'm doing, doing okay. Doing okay. Had some uh, got some issues. Was that the doctors? We, we messaged me earlier. I was on my way to the doctors. Yeah, uh, got some 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 lower gut issues. That's uh, oh. what's going on. Um, just got told to to watch it and to look just to monitor it, and that was it. All they could do for me. Huh. But you know, people. And, and okay, it's a very easy thing to do in England at the moment. In the UK, is to absolutely shit on the NHS, right? Yeah. I thought about doing that because at my local, <laughs> not the pub, not the <laughs> pub, but my local surgery, they've got like an online portal thing that you can do. So if it's not really urgent, you can like put it through that, and then they say I'll get back to you in three days, which I just quite yeah. like because it takes a lot of people don't like you know phoning them, and that, that's fine because there's always this um idea that you'll be like 20th on the hold but i phoned them about half three uh it said i was second in the queue but then i was like straight in in about five minutes they said you know what what's, what's occurring and i gave them some symptoms oh. and they went, they went okay cool um we'll give you a call back with we'll the doctor call we'll be back this afternoon and then at i think it was like half four no it was it was like four o'clock so about an hour later Went, oh yeah can you can you run through it again i ran through it and they're like oh well, yeah come on up and we'll, i'll put you in for an appointment and we'll I'll poke and prod you and see what's going on and that was four quarter to five so you know from, play. from yeah. like phoning them to seeing them in about three hours so i can't I can't fault it no i think a lot of people like to shit on the nhs but it, at, at its core it's not really the nhs's fault no 100 percent. it's you know, let's not do this that, in a Christmas episode. It's not really Christmas no. shitting on a Conservative party, but it has to be done. It has to be done sometimes, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I guess a massive thank you then instead to everyone within that system who will be yes. working over Christmas. Do you know what? Yeah. So uh, there Kudos we go. if you work in that. Or you know, the holidays. In, an, in another life, holiday. I think I said this to you before, in another life, I would have loved to work, work as like a doctor or a practitioner or a nurse or, or someone in that system because I think what they do is absolutely incredible. Yes. Um, my people skills aren't there, but like <laughs> fair play to the people that do. That, that I don't do know, mate. I think you would be great as a GP because you'd just be like, "Oh yeah, I ain't gonna I lie to you." I could this is what you got the GP stuff, yeah, because half of them are autistic. I swear down, half yeah. like all doctors that like and recognition, and then also <laughs> just being like, I don't have the social skills to not say this bluntly. <laughs> yes. So yeah, yeah, here you go. This is oh, what's wrong with you. Do you know you. the guy that was that gave me the, the diagnosis for the pulmonary embolism? He actually did a quite a good job. And I was like, you either must be new or like you, you're not, not entrenched in it yet. So. Fair. Yeah. Good job. Come, come good on. job. 
Yeah, so good, good um, job, NHS, good job. Them. So yeah, apart from that. Oh, ah, other news. I'm I'm off work now. <laughs> well, that's right, right for some, I'm, isn't it? I've got, got the klaxons, the horns on the go. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. done work this year. We so what happens when you don't take holiday? <laughs> you don't oh, take yeah. holiday throughout the year. You get to take somehow all time off. Hopefully, it's just not a time where they need you. Uh, it could be. It could. One well, could argue <laughs> that it's probably one of the most important times before an audit. Uh, and I've just dipped, dipped, potato chipped straight out of there. One could also argue <laughs> you're on holiday. Ain't your issue. Yeah, yeah. That's a future, Mitch. Probably my issue. Um, I'm Damn sure it. your coworkers will be happy with that oh, Christmas be miracle from you. Absolutely delighted. Yeah. Um. So I got some news. Oh, yes, I couldn't really news. find anything that was really stood out to me. And I thought, since last episode of the year, um, maybe I'll just do a couple of breakthroughs of the year that we hadn't had a chance to cover. And I've had this one, I mean, it was way back in March that this breakthrough came out. Um, and it's to do with growing electrodes in a living tissue. Okay. Now, this was named also named as, I think, the physics top breakthrough of the year. Um... So I thought I'd circle back around and revisit this just to guess anyone missed it. Now, interface, this is straight out of sci-fi, and this really is where we're going to end up in The Matrix or like Altered Carbon or some shit like that. Um, both great things to go watch if you haven't already. Um, but so interfacing neural tissue with electronics is going to provide a way to study complex electrical signaling either of the nervous system or allow us to modulate neural circuitry to potentially treat diseases, um, or even just understand how in other animals, in like a non-medical sense, um, electricity is used within the uh, body. So obviously, there's a bit of a mismatch between the rigid electronics that you would ex uh, expect in a computer system and the soft tissues of our meaty, meaty bodies. And how electricity could pose a risk to uh, delicate, let's say, living systems. So what this team came up with is to use an injectable gel, which creates soft electrodes directly within the body. After an injection into living tissue, enzymes in the gel break down endogenous metabolites in the body, which trigger enzymatic polymerization of organic, organic monomers in the gel. Monomers? Basically, that just yeah, monomers. Yes, oh. um, that just means the enzymes, which we spoke about a few episodes ago in quite a bit of detail, um, polymerize. They they make uh, monomers, which are just units of the same consistent type over and over within this gel, and convert them from a stable uh, into a stable soft conducting electrodes. So they've injected things into living cells and turn them into soft electrodes that conduct electricity. Now, the researchers validated this process by injecting the gels into zebrafish and medicinal leeches, where the gels polymerized and grew electrodes within the tissue that are able to safely conduct electricity throughout the body, which I think slightly wild. And the applications of this don't seem a lot on the surface. Okay, I can conduct electricity through your body, but um, really would allow us to target pinpoint uh medicine in the future and also learn about a lot 
as well. And I had my own kind of breakthrough of 2023, which I think has to go to ChatGPT. I know it came out in 2022, December, but <laughs> this year it really has come into, you know, we, we've seen a year of it now, at least. I think it's yeah. really essentially changed everything forever. And it's only getting better. Like, even now it's updating and getting better. Um didn't Google just come out with their, their new one? Gemini or something? Um, Google come out with a few. There's I know they Gino. had Bard. Um, uh, yeah, it's called Gemini. Um, and you can like give it a picture. And it will describe this picture to you and what you can do with it. And it will like update it even as you're drawing. If you've got like a live feed into it. Um, absolutely wild. Some of the stuff I've seen with, uh, done with it. So yeah. AI. Kind of it's crazy. There. It's yeah. nearly there. It's nearly here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there we go. Um, on to Christmas. <laughs> I saw like, I it was on the Gemini page that was like, Gemini can generate code based on your inputs that you show it. I saw a murmuration of starlings. I coded a flocking simulation. Using Boyd's. <laughs> it's really weird because when I was at uni, one of the tasks that uh, my housemate had was to program Boyd's, which are like dots on a screen that like can go together and they like move. Okay. I guess in a coded pattern? No, randomized. So oh, like commemorations right. of birds, you know, when you see them like flying together in the big clouds. Yes. I would question whether that's random movement. As random as you're gonna get, mate. We've we've we've, we've, yeah. we've talked about this before. As random as you're gonna get, like <laughs> no, they're fair. not using the you know plugging a guitar string and then picking using the hertz that it generates to make a random number. Like it's not doing that, but it's as random. Oh, I as see. It's get. to create random number the sequences or numbers. I see. Okay. Yeah. So like, if like flocks and moves together in random patterns because it generates the numbers uh, okay. and the vectors using a random generator that's built into I, I guess it uses javascript that looks a bit class boyd yeah that's pretty wild yeah i think mean, they, mm. they have to it's, it's like the test they do when you're at uni for it it's like how well can you make this for those um, of you who are not understanding why that's such a big thing is uh producing truly random numbers is i don't think something that we've ever actually achieved as a human race no, we have, but it, it it's a lot. It takes a lot. It's very difficult. Like humans you, cannot you, do it. We can't do it. Computers can't it. do it. But they, there's a way that they've done it is they use something natural and then use that and plug it into a computer. So like, yeah. wasn't it the, the frequency of something vibrating, which is truly random, and they use that number and then plug that in for random numbers. Like they take sections of the frequency at certain points. Perhaps. I do <laughs> not know. Perhaps. You, yeah, well, there, you there's, phrase there's, it like, there's, is there's, that the case? But I'm unsure, unfortunately. Yeah, there's, there's, I'm, I'm saying it as like, that's what. Yeah. Oh, okay. True random number generators. Cool. But yeah, very difficult, actually, to do that. Um, I got some facts to lead us into this Christmas special. Yeah, I've got some facts as well for like, um, I've got the top three 
highest grossing Christmas movies of all time. Ah, uh, you don't ruin my day. Okay, come on. Actually, well, this is this is a point of contention. Before we even get into top grossing movies, Christmas right. movies, what are we defining as a Christmas movie? Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't define number three as a Christmas movie, but I've also okay. never seen it. So, <laughs> um, is it Die Hard by chance? No. Okay. Um, okay, so number three, you got Alvin and the Chipmunks. Okay. Yeah. 2007, grossing 365 million. Uh, point three. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. Why? What makes it a Christmas movie? Honestly, mate, don't know. I'm on Wikipedia. Highest grossing Christmas films. A Chipmunk Christmas. No, no it's just the, the straight up 2007 one. Honestly, Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas. Don't be late. Uh, I wouldn't potentially say that's a Christmas movie, but again, I've never seen it. But if we were to discount that, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, would be number three. Is Home Alone... I know the first one was, because they went away for Christmas. That's the whole the whole shtick. Yeah, and in the second one. Oh, it's the second one as well. You thought they yeah. were... You know, I've got a lot... There's a lot of Christmas movies that are like Call a Government Agency, because yeah. like child neglect happens a lot in that family, <laughs> weirdly. Uh, that's the, Home Alone Two is the one with Donald Trump in. Yes, yeah, I do believe. A, and yeah. um, Uncle Buck. No, what's he called? John Candy. Was that Home Alone One? Maybe. Oh. Um, number two, along the same vein, is Home Alone. Yeah. Okay. Four hundred and seventy-six point six eight million dollars. Macaulay Culkin and his brother. Yes. Movie. The Macaulay. Macaul. I can't. Jeez. <laughs> the McCulkin brothers. McCulkin brothers, yeah. <laughs> um, number one, I was not expecting this at all, but The Grinch. Oh, five hundred and six round of applause, everybody, for the best million dollars Christmas movie ever made. We'll die on this hill. Very quotable. Very, yeah. I get. <laughs> Cancel myself again. Um, ooh. <laughs> That's ah, it. I'm not going. Ooh. <laughs> That's it. I'm not going. <laughs> uh, um, that is great. It is... Because it, 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 there's a few. Like, the Die Hard, you can debate about that being a Christmas movie or not. But The Grinch is just a Christmas movie because it's Christmas Christmas land. The whole place yes. is Christmas land. It's Christmassy. Um, uh, Die Hard down at number 18. 18, yeah. That's people, people, yeah. people get a bit agitated about Die Hard. But my argument is it technically is a Christmas movie because it happened, it takes place at a Christmas party. So that's true. They wouldn't yeah. be there unless there's a Christmas party happening. Um, yeah. So, um, other things that you might expect a Christmas Carol, number six Muppets, um, Christmas Carol, I think just the normal. Oh, 2009. Okay. Hang the on. Muppets. Christmas Carol is the better one. It was just, uh, yeah, no, a Christmas Carol uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Polar where... Express, number seven. Oh, Polar Express is an absolute banger of a Christmas movie. Love Actually, number eight. Elf, number that. nine. Oh, the Holiday, mate. number ten. Oh, I, I can't believe that The Holiday's lost Love Actually. Jesus. Christ. The Nightmare Before Christmas is yeah. highlighted like none of the others are because... It's not a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's a Halloween movie. It says so by the director. 
I had to fight this one. I had a Christmas, so I had a Christmas do earlier this week, and I had to be a quiz master for a section of it. And right. one of the things was like, which of the following was a Christmas movie? And it was Die Hard, Harry Potter, Nightmare Before Christmas, or the Reindeer Games. Um, uh-huh. And someone was arguing that Die Hard wasn't a Christmas movie, and Nightmare Before Christmas was, and so was Harry Potter. And I was like, I really don't care what movies you watch at Christmas. That doesn't make them Christmas movies. Just because you've got some time off and you binge watch every single Harry Potter doesn't make it a Christmas movie. I was going to say, I know some people who would advocate that Harry Potter's are Christmas movies. Uh, Yeah, Um, I don't. Christmas occurs in all of them. Um, Until four, five, six? No. Until 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 five onwards. Yeah, until they grow up. Like there's there's <laughs> uh, there's one scene in the Sorcerer's uh, Stone, Philosopher's Stone. Stone sorry, on, not the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Sorry, using the American uh, title there. Yeah. The Philosopher's Stone, and that's when he gets the invisibility cloak. That is the only reason why there's a Christmas section in it, and nothing else is to do with Christmas. I think in the books there are, but it's to highlight how bloody lonely Harry has been, because we we see it. In the, the Western that's great. white world. Doesn't mean it's a fucking a... Christmas movie, though, does it? No. No, no. Uh, Die Hard. I don't like agree. That. So, so, rain, so agree. Reindeer Games was like the, the throw people off. It's yeah. a movie where the guy just races reindeers, and that's it. It's not really a Christmas movie at all. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So love Actually, though, mate. Love Actually. <sighs> just... So people before that he progresses down this line, I, about I did actually. try and stop him doing this before the show. But uh, <laughs> he, it's just a movie about some bad it, people. That's it. It's just a movie about bad people coming together at Christmas. Okay. okay. Would you like to elaborate? Um, Alan Rickman's character cheats on his wife, if yes. not physically, emotionally. That's the whole premise of that. Um, the same woman then goes and uses toxic masculinity on Liam Neeson and calls him a sissy crying bitch for crying the day after his wife's funeral. Um, uh, the prime minister, it's a, it's a bit dubious that a man in the position of power decides that he's going to, you know, be attracted to the, the help. That's a bit of dubiousness. Yeah. Uh, same thing for the writer that goes away. Again, a bit more romantic, but then the Aurelia's dad is like, yeah, well, I'm just giving my daughter away to this white man and it's fine. I'll pay him for it because slavery's all cool and chill. Yeah. Um, and then fat shames his other daughter. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, Dunkin Donuts 2003. Fat shames his other daughter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely brutal. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of the other ones. Oh, the, the Englishman that goes to America just to get laid. Uh, cool. That sound, that's such a great thing. Yeah. Um, the musician that's just an arsehole to his friend the whole time until the end. Redeem yeah, redemption. Bill no. Yeah, Bill Nye. Like it's just a bunch. Of, oh, and the the friend that's is doing the wedding photography for his other mate and just spends the whole time zooming in on what's her face's face the whole time. It's a bit awkward, isn't it? Because like yeah. what did he think was gonna happen? That they weren't gonna come looking for the audio? The yeah. video, sorry. It's Rick Rick Grimes from uh, The Walking Dead. Um Oh shit. <laughs> yeah it's him and yeah why are they like made that holding up like the the thing at the end and then using music to hide it and be like yeah sure just pretend it's carol singers great he's your mate what the fuck are you doing yeah <laughs> bunch okay. of bad I people in one movie i get you yeah okay um problematic that's what it is it's problematic 
yeah. problematic movie of it's, it's I guess time. it's like dysfunctional family 101 but bigger on a bigger scale yes um and you know us brits love dysfunctional family stuff i mean malcolm in the nah. middle was a, a hit for a reason that was yeah that was american though wasn't it yeah but it took, everyone knows about it well most people do I yeah think. yeah oh dear. um Good times. Okay, that, well, that's maybe if you're still what's, here, what's your favorite? What's your favorite Christmas movie? Before we move on, what's your top? Typically, top of the list. Apart from Grinch, everyone knows Grinch is the best movie. What's your after Grinch? I honestly what's your... don't know. I don't really watch Christmas movies. Wow. I have to say, um, I would. It's not something that I'd be like. Oh, I need to watch a Christmas movie. Um, that might make me a Grinch. Um, which is which is fair. Do you know what, what? I watched last year? Klaus. Yeah. For what? Uh, it's called Klaus. Ah, oh, Klaus which, is good. Yeah, which is that's really good. The, the Postman. The Postman is an animated film. Yeah, on that, that's really good. Netflix. I the, think he got an Oscar nomination. <laughs> yeah, the the line he knows when you're sleeping, and they turn, they twist it to be like it's like a threat to the children instead of it being like a cute like yeah. he knows when you are sleeping. It's like he knows. He knows <laughs> when you're bad and when you're good. That's what I loved about that. Um, my favorite um, has really to be good. the holiday. I just uh, absolutely... watched that the other day. Oh, just Grace, Grace, and I watched. Was it Monday or the week? We watched it the weekend. I just love it so much. I bet there's so much happiness in that movie. Love it. Like her... starts with a lot of sadness, though. Starts with a lot of sadness. Um, bit of humor. Everybody knows the guy's an asshole. But then her like going and Arthur being in the movie. Just the Arthur makes that movie, and then Jack Black and the music make it. Make that movie. It's fantastic. And then Jude Law with the kids. Christ, my heart. Coming out with Mr. Napkin Head. Just love it. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, that was on at the weekend. But uh, I went to play board games instead. Ooh, no, for board games. Is it Christmas board games or was it just like. No, it's Cascadia. Wow. Yeah. It was a good time, though. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it is. The mountains. Oh, that's it. Mountains. The wildlife of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, you got to create your environment. you got to put your animals in it. I just love that you're, all your board games with like, your friends are all like, owls, wingspan, <laughs> wildlife, <laughs> bees. Unfortunately, <laughs> if you go on boardgamegeek.com and you look at the top listed games, they're all animal themed. I can't help it that I'm also a biology nerd, so it just really up my street. Can't help it. Can't help it. Yeah. All right. Any more uh, facts? Was that even your facts? Man, I'm just I was chatting about Christmas movie because it's Christmas. Okay. Christmas. Cool, cool. Christmas. Oh yeah, it was. No, it was me fighting people over the Christmas tie. That was that was the thing. Yeah. The uh, my curveball. Which I, I think we'll get a lot of people, but um, have you seen the Muppets Christmas Carol? Uh, yes, no, long time. Okay, ago, okay yes. yeah. So the, the, the my my trick question was how many spirits visit Ebenezer Scrooge in the Muppets Christmas Carol? Four. No, five, because uh. it's past, present, future, and then the Marley Brothers. Oh, I was thinking, weren't they one of them? And I counted them as two instead of one of the past. Present future. It's um Jacob and Robert Marley. Robert Marley being Bob Marley. It's the pun 
before the Muffin ah, Brothers. I see, I see. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was five, and that, that threw a couple of people. And they were like, meh, meh, meh. And I was like, I'm the quiz master. Find your neck in. You get zero points. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no one makes Mitch the quiz master if they don't just want to get pooped on in their own quiz. Like, just, just don't... Just don't do it. Let him play. Yeah, like, it's, I, one of my questions was, <laughs> what did Mr. Narwhal say to Buddy as he was leaving for America? Which means that, A, you have to know the movie else, Elf, and then, B, you have to know what he says. Elf is yeah. also a good Christmas movie. Is there, they're playing it at the cinema down the road. Are they? And I may go watch it, like, one of my days off next week. <laughs> that's fair. I'd say that's yeah. worth it. Bye, Buddy. Hope you find your dad, Mr. Normal. That's yeah, I, I could watch that. I've not seen that in a while. It's a good time. That's why I said I screamed Santa at the top of the top of the episode. When, I did Santa! get that because that's what he says. <laughs> he does. Yep. All right. Cool. Some fun facts about Christmas. Should we get onto that? Uh that I've done mine. Oh, they okay. were the movies. Okay, but yes, you may go. I'm excited. So, Origins of Christmas. Mm. Uh, originating as a Christian celebration of Jesus Christ's birth, Christmas actually has its roots in various pagan festivals like Saturnalia yes. and Yule. Saturnalia? That's what I said, mate. Yep. <laughs> um, Christmas trees. The tradition actually came from Germany and spread globally in the 19th century. Oh, did it? Yep, that's where it started oh. from. We, I've, we've had a because I work for like a quite a an, like an environmentally friendly company. We have some big debates whether it's better to get a fresh living tree, yeah, or to have a plastic one that you cart out every year, but you then only buy one every decade or so. True, but I think we did we did the same analysis here. Yeah, being sciencey sciencey people. Uh, wanted to have less of an impact. And I think you have to have your tree for 20 years. Okay, so... To make it worth it. We haven't bought one, but we've we've been given one that was actually part of another family. So we don't actually know how old it is. But I was concerned that it was bordering on the age of, like, asbestos. So... (laughs) Well, that's probably... That's probably... Then, yes, having that plastic tree... As that's that's done its time and again for another tree. Yeah, Um, so... Yeah. Was that it? 20, 20, I mean, 20 plus years? Okay. The thing, what you've got to remember is these trees have been planted to be cut down. It's not like you're cutting down trees that were there before and yeah, contributing to the environment. And they're not okay, normally granted, artificially they, watered, are they? They're just like put naturally. Like, so we live close to Holden Hill. They just plant them yes. up on Holden. They grow throughout the year. Well, they have cycles where like they grow them on like a five or five year rotation. Yes. Um, yeah. I used to sell Christmas trees up there. Oh, you did. Man, you've worked everywhere. Right? If there Literally, was a job yeah. going in Devon, you've, you've been there. Yeah, I've tried. Um, <laughs> uh, I've tried. <laughs> Your CV, the bottom of it, it's very long. It's only for like one uh. month stints, but it's just <laughs> plenty. Oh, dear. I had to give a lecture the other day about possible career paths through science and how not You're to not do not it the best myself. <laughs> no, exactly. That was the whole thing. Just was, there, just like, basically, stay my in. lecture was like, you, you know what? You're going to feel like you're not doing the right thing. Look, I played video games for money at one point. That didn't go well. I sold Christmas trees. I broke my wrist doing that. Yeah, I'm still here. So you've got hope as well, was the basic lecture. Okay, well, 
I didn't realize that breaking your wrist was like a life-threatening uh, accident. Well, it stopped me selling Christmas trees, and that was goodbye <laughs> to my livelihood at the time, mate. Yeah. <laughs> What's um, a 16-year-old to do if he can't yeah. sell Christmas trees? Oh, play dear. games also, and it, you break your wrist, that's it. I remember, because I was playing on the Wii at the time. And the Wii was my was, was oh. my main console. I would like have to wedge the nunchuck into my cast, <laughs> so I didn't actually have to hold it. I just have to move my thumb around a bit. Just like, oh, I just dude. imagine you're like trying to like flex your wrist to press the A and B button inside the cast, <laughs> trying to like mash um, it. Well, I didn't have to do that because it was tri- finger triggers, and then just moving the thumbstick around on the on the nunchuck. But yeah. Okay. Fun times. Fun times. Fun times. Fun Christmassy times. I like... The only time I've ever worked at Christmas was working at Tesco. Oh, working God. at Christmas at Tesco is just the funniest thing. Honestly, it's... I think this is why I'm a bit of a... Just not up for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Used to sell Christmas trees. Worked in Tesco for four or five years where you start Christmas in, what, August? Yeah. Maybe, Maybe you, you got away with that being yeah, grocery you boy. Yeah, finish. Grocery produce... How dare you, sir? How Sorry. dare you? <laughs> Produce boy. Um, yeah, it just kind of saps the Produce life out like of you. The, you got any more carrots? Sorry, no. Can you check at the back? Yeah, I guess. And then you go and just kick around a Swede for like five minutes and you come back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, if you're in a shop and you ask someone to go check out the back, all they're doing is they're going out, they're looking at Twitter for five minutes and then they're coming back out again. 100%. Uh, well, well, we weren't allowed with our phone on us. I know they use it now. It's like fine products, but we're back in the day. We weren't allowed phones on our bodies. No, were you not? No. I was. Yeah, well, you weren't allowed, but you had it on you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, fair. Valid. Final fact before we move on. It's kind of segues. Uh, Santa Claus, based Saint on St. Nicholas, who's a 14th century bishop, Known for his generosity. Uh, and he wasn't red. That red came from Coca-Cola, if you didn't know. Which is kind of wild. But... It is kind of wild. It is kind of wild. It's the, it's the same wildness as um, KFC's uh, advertisement campaign. That means that Japan <laughs> now has KFC for like lunch on Christmas Day. What? Yeah, if you didn't know, that's like Christmas food tradition in Japan is KFC. And they have like tickets, they go like queue up on Christmas Day. It's like a well oiled machine. Um, it's a big thing. <clears throat> and it's because you can't eat like turkey isn't massively popular or can be found that well in Japan compared to like the US or the UK. So they have chicken. So uh, I've just Googled what do Japanese eat for Christmas? Yeah. Um, yeah. Roasted or fried chicken. It's becoming increasingly popular in Japan to celebrate Christmas with fried chicken dinner that's yeah. more focused on the commerce than the sanctity of the holiday. Though I do believe Japan is a Christian, at least somewhat, nation. Yes, I believe that. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Japan. So they they do have Chris. Um, actually, I think it's something else now. Uh, 70.5% Shinto. Buddhism. And Christian is only one point five. Buddhism, Christianity. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, maybe they see it as a... 
yeah, as it said here, a commerce thing rather than like a, you know, it's like something they celebrate because it's come over from the other side, but they don't yeah. have a religious connotation, which I think well, is they, becoming more I and think... more of the... the th- the Even norm. Buddhism has like around the Christmas time when you go and you ring the bell and you you wrap your wish around the tree and that kind of stuff. Oh, that's it's, cool. It's, it's different, but you do have it. Um, to KFC Christmas cake, pizza, Chan Marie, cream stew, potatoes wagashi, which is a traditional Japanese confection. Um, yeah, that's kind of wild. I had no idea. Fried chicken. Well, there you go. It was one of my questions in my quiz. Did anyone get that? Uh, two people got that. Yeah. Oh wow. I was I was also surprised. Hmm. All right. Um. Well, where 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 would you like to head from here then? Where where would I like to? Head? It's a great question. Where we go? Yeah. What is Christmas? We could do what is Christmas. Half an hour who into is, the show. Who is Father Christmas? The historical origins we, we touched touched on briefly. Yeah. I've got some uh, origins of Christmas. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess I'm not meaning to trigger anyone if you believe this is a religious holiday and that's the origins. Fair play to you. Um, but culturally, <laughs> it does come from a variety of places. Um, so Christmas has deep connections with some pagan celebrations originating around the winter solstice, which I believe is 21st, 22nd of January, depending on the year. The longest night of the year. Um, Many cultures mark the longest night with festivals and rituals to celebrate the return of the sun and the promise of longer days. Which, not going to lie, it gets dark around 3.30 here. Could really appreciate that celebration right now. Um, As Mitch mentioned earlier, the Roman festival of Saturnalia, held in honour of the god Saturn, was celebrated in late December involving feasting, gift-giving, and a temporary reversal of social roles. Uh, Some of those elements later incorporated into Christmas traditions. Uh, You then have the Christianization of these winter festivals in the 4th century, uh, where December 25th was chosen as the date to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, a decision likely aimed to Christianize existing winter festivals and provide a Christian alternative as it became the dominant religion in the West, at least. Uh, during the Middle Ages, Christmas became a time of feasting and merriment. The 12 days of Christmas was a festive period celebrated from the 25th of December to January 6th and became associated with various celebrations and customs. But um, during the Reformation and Puritan phase, um, and some regions in England and later in America were very critical of Christmas, viewing it as too closely tied with Catholic traditions. Um, so Christmas celebrations were actually suppressed in many areas during the Reformation until the Victorian revival in the 19th century, which saw a revival of Christmas traditions, where Queen Victoria Prince Albert popularised the Christmas tree, as Mitch said, coming over from Germany. So that makes sense why uh, mm-hmm. the, the origin was there from Germany. Of course, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol contributed to the emphasis on family, generosity and goodwill. And heading into the 20th century, 21st century, where Christmas has become increasingly commercialized with the rise of gift giving, festive decoration, Santa Claus as a central figure. And of course, it's celebrated worldwide now with diverse traditions influenced by local customs and cultures. And I think people are even influenced, you know, it's even a celebration for non-religious folk. 
these days um, as well. Just a time off, especially if you're in a Western white focused world, <laughs> I would say. What do you make of that? Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Good. Well, it's hard to research because I always want to use the word Christmas when I'm doing it because I just I don't symbolize Christmas religion. That's just no, exactly. Yeah, it is, but it's Christianity, as in Christ Mass, because it was yes in the ten sixties. That's when it was <laughs> one thousand and sixty six. That's when it came from. Was like ten sixty six. Yeah, it was the first like written the good old Normans. Of, so good old Normans. Yeah, so like looking at like what Buddhism celebrate at the like the end of the year. Do they do anything like that? Um, I always find it quite interesting but always hard to like pin down like um is it diwali there's diwali right. this time of year there's yeah, kwanzaa kwanzaa uh, there's many holidays with with various different religious um communities around this time of year um it's not just christmas and i think that's why i pretty much just say happy holidays to people now you never know you're so woke tom you're so woke yeah so that's true no it is, it is true because you don't, but, it's just the assumption. But I, yeah. it's always one of those things where if I say it to someone and they say something back to me that there is of their religion, I'm going to be like, oh, cool, didn't know that. Or if they just say happy holidays back, I'll be like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm not going to get offended if someone hates No, I'm personally not. Else. But I think the people who aren't going to get offended are also the same people who are likely to think about this and say happy holidays instead, you know? <laughs> See, there's a correlation between people who say happy holidays oh, and I don't see. get offended. Yeah, I see. Um, Makes sense. But hey. But hey ho. Hey ho, indeed. We don't live like a world that is just Twitter, so it's fine. Exactly. Well, not for now. Wait until they slowly take over. Have you seen the trailer for Civil War? It's a new film by A24, the studio that's made <laughs> some amazing I was just movies. like, what? What? Um, <laughs> no, the is this just like Ukraine front lines? No, 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 no. It's Where the movie. is this footage coming from? Um, it's it's <laughs> it's like in a new American civil war, and it's so like on the nose. I like of the like sign of the times of what could potentially happen, possibly if things get any like worse, that it's gonna do bits in the, in the cinema. Oh, okay. I think I think it really is gonna shake things up. Yeah. So it's kind of like um, it's giving me the Walking Dead vibes at the beginning of that trailer. Yeah, kind of, but like just the humans are causing it. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Okay, well, they do say science fiction and other uh, Mimics. forms of media reflect the worries of the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That's certainly that. Maybe a yep. bit too soon because it hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> That's sad. It's on, it's on, it's on the road. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. who is Father Christmas? Sandy Claus? Sandy Claus? St. Nicholas? Old St. Nick? Chris Kringle? Or simply just Santa? Santa! I found like a description earlier that it was like a legendary character originating in Western. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, he didn't realize he was like a orange rarity, like a legendary uh, skin. That's gold. <laughs> you 
getting a loot crate. Saint <laughs> uh, Nick. Uh, Western Christian culture who said it to make to make a list of children throughout the world, categorizing them according to their behavior, and bringing them gifts on Christmas Eve of toys and candies to well-behaved children and cold to naughty children. He said to accomplish this with the aid of Christmas elves who make the toys in the workshop at the North Pole and flying reindeer who pull his sleigh through the air via magic. And it's led by Rudolph, who has got a condition that he completely and utterly just exploits. You know, if say you got it, flaunt it. <laughs> big red nose. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's big boy on show. So picking it apart, you could critique this as he is a bad character who has a sweatshop in the North Pole. Um, who spies on children to bring them who candy. spies on, on children. Uh, he knows when they're sleeping and he knows when they're awake. Yeah. He knows when they've been bad or good, so it'd be good for goodness sake. Yeah. Possibly a threat. We don't know. Slightly um, creepy. <laughs> Potential grounds for a restraining order. Yes. Um have yeah. you seen the uh Love Death from Robots episode? Which is the Christmas episode. Uh I've seen all of those, so I must have, yes. It's where the, the two kids like come downstairs because they think they hear Santa. Oh yes. And it's this like hideous monstrosity that's like sniffing around and they run away from it until it finally corners them smells them and then throws up a present and that's how you get christmas gifts is the monster smells you and knows what you want from your your pheromones and then throws up your gift (laughs) oh that was brilliant that was a really good a really good take on how it works love death and robot is fantastic for anyone who's not seen it. It's like an anthology series of different animation styles and different different stories. But uh, yes, I do remember that one now. That it, yeah. it is very funny. First, kind of first, se- first, first seasons are better, in my opinion. Yeah, um, that's fair. But there are some absolutely cracking episodes. The only reason is there's 36 episodes of Love, Death and Robots. Really? Yeah, like season one had... Um, how many episodes? 18 episodes, I think. Yeah, season one had 18 episodes. Season two had, um... 18, 8, 9. Yeah, I'm surprised. What have I I missed? I think they are doing another one as well, season four. Oh, that's good. I, I liked, even though it wasn't the best, but in Vaulted Halls, Entombed, which is the deep in the mountains of Afghanistan, the special squad to go in, and it's like the horror from a, another world. Hmm. Like the Elder God thing. Yeah, the Elder God that's chained up, and if you look upon it, it makes them mad. Absolutely great. Swarm was terrifying and brilliant. So they go into space, yes. and they go into like the colony thing. Um, the very yeah. pulse of the machine was fantastic. Very trippy. Yeah. But um, great. Bad travelling. Fantastic. And you know what? I'll take it back. Season three actually had some good ones in it. I got some good ones Season in it. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, go watch that. <laughs> go watch that. Go then watch, watch that. Black Mirror as well. After you watch that. And Black just, Mirror. Yeah, just go. Tell you what I really recommend having watched recently. Um, oh, yeah. Blue Eye Samurai. Absolutely oh, I fantastic. Tried, I tried watching it, but the whole time I was like, the main character is a bit feminine. And I haven't watched enough to realize if there's like a thing that is a woman or not. 
Okay. Um, keep watching. Yeah, that's that's my whole thing. I would brutal. say brutal. Very brutal. I love the art style personally. I can understand yeah. why some people wouldn't. Um, and I just finished Silo today as well. Also good, in my opinion. But I'm a post-apocalyptic yeah. sucker, so oh, dystopian, dystopian future sucker. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So Father Christmas. Father Christmas. Where did he come from, mate? That I don't know. Ah, uh, okay. Well, there's 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 a few different um, gift giving things going uh, on. Yeah. You know the, the is it the Danes? They get like trolls that you have to leave your shoes out, and then they put gifts in your shoes. Oh no! I think that's Germany. No, it's Denmark uh, as well. I'm pretty sure. I think it's like okay. a Scandinavian that area of the world thing. Because my German colleague did that recently. <laughs> uh, the shoes out. Niklaus? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, they sent it in the chat. I think it's Niklaus, something like that, in Germany, anyway. Uh, Saint Nicholas Day. Yeah, put the shoes out. Same December the fifth is when you put your shoes out. December the sixth in Germany, yeah. Yeah. But um, in Germany, baby Jesus delivers the uh, the presents, not Santa. Okay, Sinterklaas songs is where as as well. Sinterklaas is Dutch. Yes, but also Danish. Ah, I'm having having a look at this because I put like Dane Denmark. St. Nicholas Day. Belgium, Netherlands, Luxembourg, Lower Rhineland, which is Germany. Yes. Yep. And there's also a bit of a difference, so obviously, between East and West. So uh, one of my professors, I believe, is East, and my colleague is West Berlin. Um, So they celebrate (laughs) Christmas differently. Okay. Um, One of them, my... So in the east they had baby Jesus delivering the presents, and in the west it hailed Santa. They hailed Santa. Uh, no, it was Santa delivering the presents. Uh, okay. Maybe they hailed him, but you know, uh, <laughs> we don't want to go down that route, so we we shall not. Um, right. Where else well, is Santa? Uh, what else about Santa? Yeah, let me let me guess. Santa's so. British character Father Christmas, elements of Norse mythology. A modern figure is also heavily influenced by the Christian Saint Nicholas, which, as you said before, is the 14th century Greek bishop known for his generosity. Um, yeah, Saint Nicholas, uh, this, which is this bishop, was renowned for his kindness and charitable acts, particularly towards children. We're not going to mention anything about that. He became the subject of many legends, most notably one where he secretly provided dowries for three impoverished sisters, saving them from destitution. Dowries, for those that don't know, is the payment you normally have to pay a father or the fit for the male figure in the house when you want to get married. Back yes. in the day. Back in back, the day. Back in the well, I say back in the day, I'm pretty sure it still happens in places across the world. Depending on your, your beliefs or not, that's fine. Moving on. British traditions. In Britain, the figure of Father Christmas initially symbolized the spirit of good cheer at Christmas without the modern emphasis of gift giving. It's typically associated with adult merriment and feasting rather than delivering presents to children. The American influence in Santa Claus. The character of Santa Claus, known as today, largely stems from the Dutch figure of Sinterklaas, which was brought to America by Dutch settlers. And this version of Santa Claus was popularized in the 19th century, particularly through the poem A Visit from St. Nicholas, more commonly known as The Night Before Christmas. 
and illustrated through Thomas Nett. And the red came from Coca-Cola. Holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. Um, Which is the the lorries, the Coca-Cola lorries. Uh, Okay, yeah. Go see them. Uh, (laughs) Just cocaine-filled bottles with a red Santa on the side. No wonder why it's stuck. Yeah, that's why it's all snowy all over the place. Um, Yeah. Delivering that powder. (laughs) Powder for the people. (laughs) All right, that's enough about vodka. How does he do it, Tom? How does he get round... The what the planet? This is it. So How let's say there it? are two billion children in the world, two, uh, under two eighteen. Billion. Yeah. Right. Let's say Santa only visits the Christian ones. Uh, yeah. That reduces um, his, <laughs> let's say, workload to three hundred and seventy-eight million children. Still a lot. Uh, in ninety-one point eight million houses. Okay. Mm. His list of names, if it were in twelve size Roman New Roman Times font, would cover. <laughs> 8.82 million pages. Yeah. Which is a fact I quite liked. That's, that's a good um, fact. I think he's got like a smartphone now where it's all stored on. Oh, uh, so he's got a remarkable. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh. Oh, a remarkable. It's like an iPad, but purely for like note taking and PDF reading. Oh, okay. It's the Kindle thingies one that you can make notes on it. Yeah, but it's a lot bigger. Um, yeah, the, like the big thing size. you can write with it is A4. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. big one. Did not know. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's like that, but made to like replicate paper touch. Um, yeah. So Santa, because of time zones and the way the world rotates, has 31 hours to visit all the houses around the globe. Which means, on average, he, me- he needs to make 822.6 visits every second. Which means he would have to travel, and this is without stopping, 650 miles every second, which is 3,000 times the speed of light. Yeah. So there are a couple of theories on how this Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I did some research into a couple of theories about how he, how he does it. Okay, of course you have magic. Yeah. Well, we're, we're a we're, science we're, podcast, so, you know, <laughs> if you can't explain how the magic works, right... Does it cost him if energy? If you have got a well-defined <laughs> system in place to describe how magic works, looking at you, Harry Potter, then I was, was going to say, did did Brandon Sanderson write Santa magic or did J.K. Rowling? Yeah. <laughs> um, so my first theory um, could be time dilation, Santa. Yes, time manipulation is my first one as well. Um, this is less manipulation. And just more by the fact that he's traveling so quickly, using Einstein's theory of special re- relativity, Santa would perceive the passing of time at a very different rate to everyone else. So he's the Flash. Bright colors. Essentially, he's the Flash. Um, he's going for the stylistic white over yellow choice uh, in the combination with the red, of course. So, yeah. Uh, a relative stick of effect where Santa's traveling so Hello. fast, he perceives time to be normal when for us it would be, you know, incredibly sped up. Um, now, the problem here occurs on the effects of Santa and his sleigh. The propulsion, firstly, and the energy needed to get Santa up to those speeds constantly <laughs> mean that he would suffer severe whiplash every time he moved that sleigh. <laughs> Um, probably have his face melted off by so, moving that yeah. quickly. 
Well, you, um, you would think that I was like, it must be a time manipulation bubble. Like he puts around him uh, and the reindeer because it can't yeah. just be the sleigh. No. Well, I was thinking what type of engine could he use? Because obviously reindeers ain't doing that. Yeah, uh, no, I did I think... come across antimatter engines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, antimatter um, engines that Santa Claus is using. Yeah, these uh, use uh, antiparticles. It's, it's FTL travel that Santa Claus is using. It is FTL, but it's 3,000 FTL. Yeah. Which is a lot. So maybe antimatter, which is um, antiparticles like antiprotons and positrons, um, yeah. annihilate each other or uh, upon contact with regular matter and releasing a tremendous amount of energy. Now, theoretically, obviously, um, scientists could control and harness that antimatter to produce engines, but obviously Santa's already done that. Um, so that, that was, that was what I... Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, sometimes you've got to keep gifts for yourself, mate. You, you can't One, be you, you, you all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One, uh, one so, thing that I saw, an explanation I thought was quite funny, is that he, he's using quantum mechanics such as quantum superpositioning. So he can be oh, in multiple places simultaneously, thus delivering gifts to countless homes at once. I was thinking maybe he was operating on a time loop. Yeah. So he would I, go to a section and then restart the night again and have to go somewhere else so he didn't bump into oh, his previous okay. self. I thought, I thought like, if you're doing like time manipulation magic, like he's got a system set up, if he can go so fast, he would go back in time. So it's not he's not doing like a loop. He's just like if you were to look at him, he would be in every single place at the same time. But he's actually like done one house, gone so fast to another house that somehow time's gone back on itself, and then he's done that house. So an onlooker would look like he's like there is was it three hundred and twenty one million Santas, but actually there's just one, and he's doing his one thing. Ninety eight point one houses he would have to go to. Ninety eight. Point, I don't, I don't, uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's like, like 98.1 million Santa. Imagine like sorry. if you had yeah. Doctor Who do it. And he was yeah. using the TARDIS to like go back in time after every jump to the same point in time. That would work. I, if, I don't think that would be achieved through speed. As, as far as we know, you can achieve time travel through the use of speed, but only forward travel. The, is the, yes. Forward travel, theoretically possible. Backward travel... Unknown. Interesting. Possibly not. Yes. Yeah. The other one is uh, we've got some we've got some loads of theories here. Uh, wormholes of tele- teleportation. Yes. So, so wormholes to teleport instantly between one location and the other to traverse massive physical uh, physical distances. So does he um, bring his sack through the wormhole? What's happening well, there? I'm imagining is his, his sack, sack the is like a technologically advanced version of a bag of holding. Okay. Yeah. So it kind of just scans actually... which house he's in and just shoots out presents. Yeah, so imagine like you've got a factory in the North Pole, which is like an Amazon warehouse. He like goes to a house and then the, the, the factory in the background prepares it for him and then shoots it through like the opening in his sack, which is a a teleportation hole. Oh, so it's factory. like a satisfactory factory in the North yeah, Pole. Yes, it's exactly Apart like from, that. So yeah. you've got... Conveyor belts going everywhere. You've got elves who haven't been allowed to have a break in nine days <laughs> and are just pissing themselves and yeah. their various water bottles. Yeah, they've um, got really bad work conditions. They don't get paid much, yeah. if anything. They're trying to form a union, but Santa's yeah. quelling, quashing it union every single time. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. 11 months union busting, one month delivering presents. Um, yeah. That's how Santa Claus does it. 
known for his <laughs> generosity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to you, not to elves. You don't give a shit about elves. Um, oh dear. Others have said they think there's a helper network, which I think is ridiculous. Imagine people thinking that he ha- he gets the help of parents to wild to get people to assist in delivering gifts under his direction. Like absolutely ludicrous. Compared too to sensible, if you ask me. Wormholes, yes. Someone else put the time zone strategy, but even if you were going really quick, this time zone strategy. Strategy is very hard to like. Even well, as I said, from that still only gives you thirty-six hours. Yeah, rather than the 24. twenty-four. You're buying yourself 12, twelve of non-stop work. Well, he does only work one day of the year. I just want to put this out there. Everyone yes. that feels bad for him, he works one day of the year. The rest of the time, he spends. I don't. I don't know what doing union what, busting. <laughs> yes, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Union busting is very hard. Yeah. Um, didn't realize Bezos was <laughs> Father Bezos. Yeah. Um, someone else put the parallel universe theory. Oh. Good. In a more sci-fi just like approach, dimension hopping. It's theorized that multiple parallel universes exist where different versions of Father Christmas simultaneously deliver gifts. And because that's an infinite amount, he can do it all in one. But then, so does that mean there's an infinite amount of Santas, but one for each house? Yeah. So they just go, I'm just going to deliver a present to that one house. Yes. That's my job done. But <laughs> all the Santas are doing it for each of the different houses. Yeah. That's quite good. And if you have an infinite amount of Father Christmases and infinite amount of houses, then the numbers add up. Equals one. Each house gets one gift. Equals infinite. If A is that infinite and B is infinite, then A equals B. We just add up the infinites. Times them. One times one. One. Well, you can count past infinity, though. You can. You can bounds of infinites. Mate, did you watch the infinite thing that I said I sent you? Yeah, and then I fell asleep. Oh, go back and rewatch. I think well, I'm going to rewatch it because it was really, really good. It is good. Uh, like, like the, um, Vsauce and Veritasium have also done like uh, counting infinity YouTube episodes, oh, and they're fantastic Veritas. as well. Veritasium. Oh, Veritas. I was going to yeah. say Veritas is. Uh, an Escape from Tarkov streamer, so I was wondering why he was doing things about... Oh, no, Veritasium. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was it? It was on Netflix, I think. No, it was on YouTube. On YouTube, I watched it. Very, very clever. Very good. It explains the, no, the Infinite Hotel very well. Yes. Well, I think it is on Netflix. Infinity, it's called. Oh, okay. I'll put it on. Infinity. I thought it was... Um, A Trip to Infinity, it's called. Uh, magical Invisibility, but that doesn't solve... How no, he gets around everything else. It, it, it explains how he doesn't. He goes like undetected. Whether he's using some sort of cloaking device, um, which means that you technically, I don't know if he, if he's like if it's heat shielded, so you could pick him up on an infrared camera. Um, no, he's cleverer than that, isn't he? Yeah, much smarter than that. You'd think. <laughs> you think I haven't caught him? Have you caught him? Mm, no, I thought I was chasing after him once. Turned not to break, not fat, to shatter, but how did you how did you find out that Fire Christmas wasn't real? Well, I don't remember to be honest, mate. Do you not? I do. No, but we know that I have glaring gaps of memory loss in my childhood. So, who knows? Yeah, maybe that's yeah, what not... triggered it all. <laughs> <laughs> I, whilst living in Denmark, saw my parents. The jig was up. Oh no! I smelt a rat. 
was like looking out the door because my my head's like a bunk bed, and the the head of my bed yeah, I could see down the hallway. And I yeah. Saw, saw I think uh, I think my sister teed me up for it though, and then I was like, nah. And then I you know did some sleuthing by myself and was like, gosh darn, <laughs> she's right. So it's all her fault. Yeah, I just played my permanent sister, really. Yeah, that's fair. But it could um, be just that my, my parents were in the helper network, you know? Maybe they were. The secret helper network. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I was thinking was how Santa ate all the cookies and milk. Okay, it makes sense, because there's a lot. It's a lot. Now, how, much, if like, he, how, how quick is his metabolism? <laughs> well, this, this is it. If he ate every cookie... In a U.S. Yeah. household, he consumed three billion calories alone in the wow. United States. Now, I was thinking maybe he does have a really high metabolism. So ruby-throated hummingbirds use so much energy to hover because they're flapping their wings so fast that they eat 1.5 to 3 times their weight in nectar and insects every day. Considering nectar is pure sugar water, you know, that's like us drinking sugar syrup. However much you weigh, just drinking that every day, yeah. maybe times it by three. So maybe because he's moving at the speed of light, he's got super high metabolism. Kind of makes sense. Um, my other theory was that he had a ruminant stomach structure. So think about your cows, which is like ruminants. Um, they are a group of mammals that have specialized stomach structures consisting of four compartments, the rumen, reticulum, omasum, and abomasum. Um, and this basically allows them to efficiently digest material however it could just be the complete opposite maybe he doesn't digest he just converts cookies this is this is what i i've been really up on that he it's it's a conversion process or maybe he just has like a a pipe going in and out there's no process it's just glitter eats the um the cookies and then him burning like he gets the cookies and milk sweats that powers whatever technology he's using oh He's yeah. just in a sweatsuit. Maybe. Uh, I also <laughs> did read that, well, the most important part of the cookie that you put out for him is love. Because that's the most magical bit of putting out the cookies, right? Sounds a bit And that he, he specifically extracts that love, which is sort of like manna. <laughs> okay. Right. So he's and then harvesting he uses, the love yeah, of children. Yeah, so he uses a spell to extract the love from the cookie into his body to make magical energy and then he uses that magic later on to like you know send some people to sleep travel really quickly you know fireproof himself against the fireplaces yeah make himself thin and like transmog himself so he can get down the chimney because it's too obviously too small okay well, I feel it's a bit weird if he's harvesting children's love it's kind of like Monsters Inc energy that yeah but the good way oh in the good way yeah because he gets yeah. them to do it willingly and when right. love is given yeah. up willingly it's 10 times more potent yeah <laughs> so that or he, he nicks them and puts them in a sack the children or the cookies uh it's the, the cookies the cookies yeah okay fair so that's that's another answer that i, I did see to this is that he puts them into a sack which we now know is a portal that's linked to the amazon mm. factory um, and then he actually distributes them to the elves as their Christmas bonus. <laughs> <laughs> or converts the cookies into the presents in the factory. Ah, Maybe for that's the, the year. conversion. Yeah. Yeah. So when you like when they bake the cookies and put them out, they're actually imbuing it with like 
their wants and needs for the next year, and that's how he knows. And if you don't put any cookies out, you get no presents. Yes. No, you just it's get like an a, orange like pay filled forward. with um, peppercorns. Are you talk about Chris Dingle? What? An orange filled with peppercorns. Yeah. What's that? Because oh, we, were, we were talking about this the other day. When you used to go to church, when you were made to go yeah, to church by yeah, school, yeah. you put a candle in the top of an orange. Yeah. And um, cloves. Uh, pepper, yeah, cloves into it, not corns. What am I talking about? Um, and then for some reason... I'm still unsure why you're walking around <laughs> dripping hot wax on your fingers. And I, I told you the story of the funnest midnight mass I've ever been on. Because I, no. my um, granddad used to be a vicar. Uh, okay. And I think he was holding the midnight mass one year. So we went. Um, and obviously being in the teens, I was very much awake at midnight. But there was like old Deirdre, who was about 70, was holding her orange candle and it always had like a brace around it so you wouldn't burn yourself with the wax as it dripped off but yeah. she was like slowly falling asleep into the candle um to the point where we had to get someone to like wake her up or take the candle off of her oh, <laughs> she was dear. gonna burn herself but she was like slowly <laughs> nodding and like do you know when you're like you're catching yourself do you know that sleep yeah. episode we talked about like that that phase the where micro sleeps the micro the sleeps dog. phase yeah, yeah she, the nodding dog phase. Yeah, she was doing that. They're called uh, pomandibles, by the way. Pomandibles? Are they like weird mandibles? P O M A N D E R, balls. Yeah, pomandibles. Oh, I see. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. Gotta catch them all. Pomandibles. Um, wow. It derives from the French pomme ambert meaning apple of amber. Aromatic treasures were initially concocted as a remedy against the plague, believed to ward off disease with powerful scents. Well, makes sense. Yep, anti-plague devices. Do you know what was <laughs> if also if an anti-plague device? With a mandible and then a full plague mask with lavender in it. <laughs> so what are you in for? Well, gotta, gotta keep up the plague. Here's a final fun fact of you for you all of the year. Um... <laughs> So during the the plague, Black Death, a third of Europe was wiped out. Murdered. Uh, there was a, a, um, a period of rapid gene evolution in the human race. Um, and turns out that genes that made us more adaptable and survivable against the Black Death um, actually made us more prone to autoimmune diseases later in life. So that's why um, there's a lot of these autoimmune diseases actually are more prevalent than they technically would have been had we not gone through the Black Death. Oh, that's interesting. It's gene-linked, yeah. So we gained a benefit, but we also gained something bad that hasn't been selected against yet because it happened later in life after people um, like reproduce. So oftentimes you don't know you're passing on quote-unquote uh, a bad gene because by the time you've reproduced you don't see the effects of that so yeah yeah also cool fun fact about the plague and the plague doctor mask with the massive cone which they stuffed lavender in it just because it smelled nice actually found out later in history that it was actually having an effect and that lavender did actually purify the air to some extent to help them with 
um, dealing with uh, bad themes. Kind of wild, potentially isn't it? infect them. Yeah. Crazy. Which I think is All absolutely right. funny. Plus, they look, yeah. you know, cool as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, they just look cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess that will bring us this episode and our yeah. year to a wrap. Not doing a new year because so, um, we're gonna see our families. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, everybody. If you if you wanted a an episode in the next two weeks, weeks, yeah, two weeks. We'll just give you a little break from us. You know. Yeah. Maybe I'll just come and do like um, a drunk fueled monologue about cybersecurity <laughs> to tie people yeah. over. Yes. Do it. A Christmas Day live stream. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right. It's... Cool. Well. Again, a massive thank you to everyone who has listened over this yeah. year. Yeah. We're very happy to have you with us. Indeed, and, on this journey. Uh, Science for journey some that reason, we've been on. Exactly. For some reason, you decided to let us into your <laughs> ear holes. So yes. thank you for that. One last time this year, don't forget to share this with your friends, families, plants, tr- Christmas tree. Apparently, Christmas trees hold their needles longer if you let if uh, it listens to this podcast. Yeah, also if they're real. Also, if they're real, <laughs> and if you're gonna get a plastic one, have it for twenty years. 20 I've got, I've got to myth bust that. Yeah, um, have, a, have a look. Get the maths out because do I don't think it's that, that much. How long do you have to have a plastic tree to make it worth it? That's a long Google. Ah, the Carbon Trust says an artificial tree used over seven to twenty years. It's better big, for reducing emissions than buying one every single year. That's a big, big gap though, isn't it? I think uh, it really depends on the weight of materials used. So if you're getting like a uh, okay. small three foot Christmas tree. Yeah. Seven years. If you're getting like a six, seven foot plastic Christmas tree, 20 years. There's a guy who lives a couple of down, roads down us. He's got like a an eight footer. That takes up the whole bay window. That we've also got a bay window. It's like a, an identical yeah. house. And I just like think, how much into the room is it protruding? Because he's got it pushed up right to the window. Like so I'm thinking, it's, it's, it's must tree. be taking up like half his half his room. Maybe he's trimmed it around the front. You never know. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We've got two. We um, split on. Do you? Two rooms. We have rooms. Yeah. the most depressing blow up, like two foot Christmas tree. <laughs> um, in this house my housemate put it up and I was like I think you've made this house somehow more depressing than it was <laughs> just, <laughs> just as you're up. about to leave it's just like <laughs> and like deflate as you're walking out the door Jeez. yeah it really is something to behold um, yeah. but George's is a real one 20 quid Morrison's honestly I thought it was going to be terrible it's actually quite quite decent yeah cool there's a right. uh, Got a friend who works at like a car dealership, and I'm pretty sure he said they got like a 50 foot tree or some shit. Like wow. they had a high enough roof to put this massive thing in, it, and they had to like put it in a concrete base to hold it up. Yeah, I bet you ain't watering that boy. <laughs> yeah, like every day, you just get the hose out. Just like, all right, <laughs> just sprinkle it down. Like, <laughs> yeah, time to, time to feed the tree. Wow. All right. So yes. Pop us up next year, tree. It'll retain its needles. If you want more fun information and search, you can follow us on the website formerly known as Twitter at InfoEntropyPod, TikTok at InfoEntropyPod, Instagram, Information Entropy Pod, and of course, 
whichever directory you're listening to this on right now. You give us a rating, a like, follow, comment, whatever you can do. It helps us out absolutely massively and we appreciate it very much. Any final words, mate? Yes. Um, superfluous. Great. There's a good final word. And, uh, yeah. Yes. For us, very happy holidays Aww. to everyone out there. And we'll see you guys Merry month. next year. It's, better for, it's a better final year. Well, there we go. Catch you all next year. Okay. <gasps> Peace. Peace.